Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Remember in 48, go into all the world, make disciples preach the repentance and all that and you know the disciples are going okay we're ready let's go start tomorrow morning see you at eight o'clock away we go jesus says in verse 49 i'm going to send you what my father has promised notice it's a promise the promise was the empowering of the spirit but you have to stay you can't go yet you have to stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high here's what jesus says very simple jesus said what i received to do ministry you have to receive When looking at the life of Jesus, it's easy to focus on the miracles and such. Raising the dead, who could top that? Feeding 5,000 men, not including women and children, maybe 15,000, with five loaves of bread and two sardines? Well, Pastor Mark will be teaching about what often gets overlooked, the relationship that Jesus had with the Holy Spirit. You'll hear about the amount of time that Jesus spent in prayer and his reliance on the guidance of the Holy Spirit made it possible for him to be the conduit for the miraculous acts he did. He wants you to access and yield to the same power. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in John chapter 14 as he continues his message, Under His Influence, Empowered. So not only was he filled with the Spirit, he was under the influence and he was led by the Spirit, just like you and I are going to be led by the Spirit. And as he goes into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, no food, no drink, he's battling Satan. He defeats him. Three great temptations, another whole teaching, another weeks of teaching. He defeats him by doing one thing. The Bible says, the Word says, the Word says. He defeats him. At the end of 40 days, it says that Satan leaves him for a period of time. Just for a period of time, because he'll come back. And see, I need that empowering to continue to say no to Satan. Jesus lived it. Now, look down to verse 14, same chapter. And notice after 40 days, no food, temptation. Watch what it says in verse 14. And Jesus returned to Galilee powerless, defeated. Discouraged, empty, can't go on. It's over with. Is that what it says? (laughs) How did he return after 40 days? In the power of the Spirit. This is the key for us. See, that means to me that the Spirit-empowered life is a lifestyle I'm not empowered today. And then it all drains out of me and I operate my flesh for the next 39 days. Can't do anything right. And then I come to church and get empowered again. 
You go for another few. No, it's a life style. Now, some of you come from a Pentecostal background, and that's been your great mistake. Because hear what you'll say. Are you spiritual? Oh, yeah. I was baptized in 73. I even spoke in tongues. No, that's not the question I ask you. Are you spirit-filled right now? Well, yeah, I was baptized and said everything. No, you got it wrong. You're not under the influence of the Spirit. You're talking about some memory. And that's why our lives become totally impossible to do what God wants. Because we're trying to operate with something that's not plugged in. That should speak to many of you. Now, some of you doesn't speak at all because you don't have a clue what I'm talking about with the Spirit yet. Oh, but you will. You will. Because the light's going to come on. Actually, you're way better off than some of us that think we have it. Because we don't have it. Now, earlier on, there was a key. John the Baptist would give a picture of what was going to happen on the day of Pentecost. John the Baptist says this. He's talking to these people. I baptize you with water, but there's one more powerful than I, the thongs of whose sandals I'm unworthy to untie. In other words, he saw Jesus coming, and notice what he says. He, Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Well, let's go back to something we did before. When I asked the Holy Spirit to come into my life, he did. He came in and dwelt me. And he baptized me. The Holy Spirit was the agent. He baptized me in what? The body Christ. He put me in this worldwide church. Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Who is the agent of baptism here? Jesus. He's going to give me the Spirit overflowing. The Spirit isn't going to give it to me. That's the difference. That's a definitive difference in what's happening. The agent of putting me in the body of Christ is the Holy Spirit. He baptizes me into the body of Christ. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is when the Jesus takes me and baptizes me with the precious Holy Spirit. So that same baptism that Jesus received is the same baptism you and I need. Jesus couldn't do ministry for one day until he had it. Luke 24, 49. Now you'll understand it. Jesus says, remember in 48, go into all the world, make disciples, preach the repentance and all that. And you know the disciples are going, okay, we're ready. Let's go. Start tomorrow morning. See you at 8 o'clock. Away we go. Jesus says in verse 49, I'm going to send you what my father has promised. Notice it's a promise. The promise was the empowering of the spirit. But you have to stay. You can't go yet. You have to stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. Here's what Jesus says. Very simple. Jesus said, What I received to do ministry, you have to receive. If Jesus needed to be filled with the Spirit before he could do one day of ministry, and he says to his disciples, you've been with me? You got it all down? You know what to do, where to go, how to do it? But just like me, you can't do it until you Receive the gift that the Father promised. And you will, but you have to wait until it comes on you. Now, if that's true, who are we to say, Oh, I'm ready to go right now. I don't need the power of the Spirit. I can do it in myself. Are you kidding? You cannot. 
If Jesus needed it, if the disciples needed it, Peter needed it, Paul needed it, if they needed it, I need it. And the question is, how do I get it? Turn to Acts chapter 1. Two books back. Luke, the same author of Luke and Acts. You see, here we believe that the Bible clearly teaches that you are to be indwelt by the Spirit. But we believe there's a separate work from the indwelling of the Spirit that happens at salvation. Remember, every believer has the Holy Spirit. We believe there's a one-time baptism of the Spirit that leads to this thing that we'll unpack called the Spirit-filled life. And then that opens up all kinds of things in the Spirit realm that most of us are unaware of. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Same kind of thing, Jesus meeting with his disciples. During these 40 days he was on the earth after he was resurrected. It says on one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift. Can't earn it, can't work it up. The gift the Father promised, which you've heard me speak about. I've been talking to you about it. The empowering the Spirit. For John baptized with water. But in a few days, now some of you don't like this term because you came from a church that didn't like this term or whatever. Forget it. Jesus says in a few days, this is Jesus speaking, it's okay to use the term. You will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. See, this is a command. It's promised from God. And there was a priority to it. They had to wait. They couldn't do ministry unless they were empowered by the Spirit. Now, what is the purpose of being empowered? It's not inward. It's outward. Look at verse 8. You're right there. But you will receive what? Tell me. You will receive power. Well, when? When the Holy Spirit comes what? On you, or overflows you, or fills you. That's the third role of the Spirit. The disciples have the Holy Spirit in them. But he says, you will receive this power, this dunamis, this empowering of God that's only... Because it's supernatural. It's not natural. I was listening to Charles Stanley. He's a great Bible teacher. He'll use some different terms, but you ought to hear him teach on this. This is amazing. He basically says to me, Who in the world are you? We have to have the power of God operating in our lives to do what God asks us to do. That's exactly the same. No matter what label you put on it, you'll see that in a moment. You need it. I need it. I can't do it without it. It's impossible. Never designed to do it. You And then what will that be for? Why do I need this power? Look at that end of verse 8. And you will be my witnesses. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. In other words, there's that third relationship. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, it starts something. It's called the baptism of the Spirit. It's a one-time event. But it leads into the Spirit-filled life. It's an outward work. The empowering was given us to move us outward. Now, lots of people get hung up with the wording. Let me just say this to you. Some people call this lifestyle the Spirit-filled life. Some people call it the spirit control life. Some people call it the gift of the Holy Spirit. Some people call it the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I don't really care what you call it. I just want you to have it. 
Who cares? Who cares? See, that's where the confusion is. Very often when we are with lots of other churches, it's the terminology. We're saying the same thing, but we got the terms all mixed up. So here's how to clarify it very simply. I believe God gave me this. Here's what you want to write down. Who cares what you call it? You can call me Henry. You can call me Joe. You can call me Gene. You know, whatever. You, you remember that one. Here's all God's saying. Live in God's power. In other words, come under his influence and simply change your world. That's what he's saying. Come under the power of God. Let it overflow you. And now get out and change the world. It's not about you. It's not about whistling and dancing and you and being and feeling really high and emotional. It's never about any of that. Lots of neat things will happen. But it's about you going and change your world. And here, 1 Corinthians 4.20 is one of my favorite verses in the New Living Translation. Notice what it says. For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. Do you know how many... I have to say this kindly to all of us. Those of us that understand the things of the Spirit, we talk about things of the Spirit. We can talk with the best of us. Deutimus. Holy Spirit. Power of Spirit. Full of the Spirit. Got it. I really know it. Woo! Holy Spirit. We can talk. We can talk in whatever term you want. You can go to the Old Testament. Joel, promise of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is there in the day of Pentecost. Woo! Holy Spirit. We talk, we talk, we talk, we talk. But notice, the kingdom of God is not just a bunch of talk. What is it? It's living by God's power. That's a whole different thing. It's a whole different thing. Very different. It's a lifestyle. Go down to chapter 2. You're close by, verse 4. Well, they waited. What happened to them? Verse 4. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. 120 were in the upper room. They waited. They obeyed God. They waited. They were filled with the Spirit. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, all of you have heard all the stuff about speaking in tongues and weirdness and picking up snakes and all kind of crazy stuff. We'll unpack that and relax. That's not it. But I want to say this to you. I want you to write this down. Being an effective Christ follower is absolutely impossible without the power of the Holy Spirit. You can be a Christian, and I'll hear all kinds of wonderful commentators through the years. The things I'm talking about are not new. Dwight L. Moody believed in the gifts of the Spirit, the baptism of the Spirit, the empowering of the Spirit. And many of those people will say this, you can be saved and have the Spirit in you, but not be filled with the Spirit. They'll use a million terms. That's exactly right. I have to say this kindly to all of us. The majority of Christians have the Spirit in them, but that's it. There's no power. And because of that, the world is plummeting to hell. Because we don't have the Spirit of God in us. Now, you will learn that you can tell a person is filled with the Spirit. You can tell they're filled with the Spirit. And by the way, it's not that you put a shirt on that says, I'm filled with the power of the Spirit. By the way, if you put that on, you're not filled with the Spirit. So be careful. Now, scoot on down to verse 38. All of a sudden, Peter got empowered. And the wimpy Peter turns into a bold guy. 
And he speaks to the Jews and he says to the Jews, you killed Jesus. This is a guy that ran from the little girl that said, oh, you're one of him, eh? No, I don't don't know him. I don't know. So the wimp, we're going to have a cardboard testimony. The before Peter and the after Peter. Hugely different. So he preaches that they need to have their sins forgiven. And notice what they respond in verse 8. They ask him, what should we do? And Peter says, repent. Be baptized in water. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. For the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, Some of you have come from church and say, well, that was good for the day of Pentecost. And that was good for the times in the Bible. We see that. We know the gifts of the Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 14. We understand all those gifts of things. But we really don't need the Spirit today like they did. Well, that's wrong. Here's why I know it's wrong. The main reason I know it's wrong. Look at verse 39. This promise. What promise? Salvation. Convicted by the Spirit. Indwelt by the Spirit. And empowered by the Spirit. This promise is for you. Speaking to the people Peter was talking to 2,000 years ago. And your children. Next generation. And for all who are afar off. Well, is that one more generation? No, take a look. For all whom the Lord our God will call. So what does that mean? The gift, the empowering of the Spirit is for every Christ follower forever. Now, why would I say that? It's a gift for today. It's for every single generation. Why is that? If Jesus needed it, If the disciples need it, how in the world, how in the world am am I going to do this without the power? You can't. So we all need it. That's why it wasn't just for the days of the Bible. It's for every single day. Now, up in Vieira, Pastor Dean and his group, as you know, they get ready in a few months to move into a new building. And so he's had them go over, and they're writing in the campus on the cement floors uh, scripture verses. Now, here's a dad with his son, and they're writing the scripture. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, let me ask you a question. How fair would it be for dad to be filled with the Spirit? But God goes... After your generation, uh uh-uh. Would that be fair? See, I have three grandchildren. Would it be fair that God says to me, well, your kids can be filled with the Spirit, but after that, they really don't need it anymore. I'll just let them go on their own. No, it wouldn't be. It's for every single person. So here's, here's a role where this child is learning what that means. If you're a parent or grandparent, let me challenge you with something. How will you pass along what it means to be filled with the Spirit, empowered with the Spirit, to your child if you're not filled? See, we can't pass on what we're not. And then your child is going to be raised without knowing the power of God? What a miserable life. Next, this is the key. Right living is rooted in right belief. This church, we're for all ages. We're for old people like me. Don't agree with that. (laughs) 
I'm almost 66, but um, I won't say filled with the power of God because then it doesn't work. All right. But I'm energized for God. Is that okay? But I'll tell you who this church is really for. That generation and the youth. By the way, the reason we really don't need to pass it on to the next generation, the reason we really don't need the power of God in that generation and the next one is because our world is getting better. I knew you'd get that one. <laughs> How would you like to be a teenager today? The only way it'll work is if they're empowered with the Holy Spirit of God. I want to give you one verse and I'm through. Here's a great verse for you to memorize and work on this week. Jesus, speaking to the religious leaders, said this. Your mistake is you don't know the scripture. If I don't know the scripture, then I can't live right. So he says to them, oh, you know the scripture, but you don't understand the interpretation of it all. See, they were into dead religion. They didn't have a relationship with the God who wrote the Bible. Do you? Pastor Mark, I'm here. I come uh, every two or three times a month. That's not the key. Do you know the author? The Bible? Do you know God? Do you have him in your heart? Then he says this, not only do you not know the scripture, but you don't know the power of God. We have lots of people that in our community that really understand the power of God, that Pentecostal, that charismatic, they get that. But their weakness, there's no perfect church, you know that. The weakness is they don't understand scripture. But the majority of the church, especially in this country, The evangelical churches, at least at the moment, they know the scripture, but they're really clueless of the power of God. Let me tell you a secret. From the day of Pentecost, from those 120 people, in 20 years, without any kind of modern things, they turned their world upside down for Jesus Christ. You know how? The power of God. Of the Spirit. You see, what happened is, they began. That was the Great Commission. This got plugged in. And away they went. One day, a great man, Martin Luther King, said this. I have a dream. I believe we're going to get what I taught today. And I believe in our three campuses. When we get it, and we start practicing it together, we're going to turn Brevard County upside down to Jesus Christ. Now, that's not me doing it. That's you doing it. And that's a dream and a vision that comes from God. In today's message, Pastor Mark taught about Jesus' life and how If you read carefully, you see the influence of the Holy Spirit. It becomes clear that Jesus spent a lot of time in prayer, asking God the Father what he should be doing. This, of course, shows you how you should be living as a Christ follower. Spend time asking God what to do and letting the Spirit guide and empower you. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. This wraps up Pastor Mark's teaching under his influence, Empowered. Next time, he'll begin the brand new message, Under His Influence, Emptied and Filled. You'll find out about what gets in the way of your being used by God, and you'll learn what it means when Pastor Mark tells you that you're leaky and how that affects your relationship with the Holy Spirit. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.